You've been in an interesting mood today. Interesting? Yes. What do you mean, interesting? Radio Time 200. <laughs> I mean, interesting. I asked you if you wanted to go to a podcast because we got to call somebody. We're going to call somebody on this episode of Radio Time. Yeah, I told you I didn't care. I don't give a shit. Is what you said. No, you asked me if I wanted to go do it. And I'm like, that's me being polite and saying, yes, I'll go do it with you. Like When you say, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Hmm. That's you being polite. Like, yeah, man, I don't give a crap. Like, I'll go do oh. that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my feelings weren't hurt. I was just, it was just no, I didn't unexpected. Figure. It's unexpected. You feel like you're commonly misunderstood? Sometimes. Yeah. I think people look too deep into the things I say. Yeah. Not that deep of a pond. I think sometimes I'm misunderstood. Me? Oh, no, me. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> not from like me, or maybe not even so much. Maybe some people that really know you, but. Dude. I still got the dang tag in my shirt. I've been like, what? Oh my gosh, no wonder it's yeah, been itching. Those, those suck. Anyway, um, we got a call, Mr. Let's see if he answers. We're going to go ahead and dive into the call, Cody Webster. Speakerphone. Does he know you're calling? Um, yeah, but I don't know if he knows he's going to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm, interesting. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Hey, she said uh, she said she did double pay you. Yeah, that's what we thought. That you were right. So uh, we'll just kind of credit it. So you can go ahead and cash the check. No, dude. I really don't mind because we got more stuff. Like we're we're selling more stuff. It, we, we can keep up with it. If you trust us to keep up with it, we'll. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just. That that'll save us mailing something and like it it ain't it, you know. You're positive. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not that big a deal. Alright. Yeah. For those of you listening, uh, we sell Cody Webster caps and shirts on DaleBrisby.com, and um, we also sell them at the booths. And we had already paid him for San Antonio, but it looks like this last check we also paid him for San Antonio again, and he caught it. You're such a you're such an honest guy, Webb. Well, good partnerships. You gotta be honest. Yeah, there you go. And I wish I'd get paid for San Antonio again. Donnie said that if he got paid for San Antonio again, he wouldn't he wouldn't call me. <laughs> he told Donnie he better watch. It. Yeah, uh, Webb's got some bulls for you to fight. Did you see Donnie fighting bulls the other day? No. You didn't see him get out there with Carl Wayne. Yeah, dude, and the little the little turd run him over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Dude. That's that's a uh, that's what you call Charlotte problems. Yeah. Charlotte problems. problems. <laughs> Donnie, uh, Donnie needs to go through one of your bull schools. Yeah, that would be pretty fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you been having some of those lately? I did a full month in May. Like, how many schools is that? We did four. Webb does bullfighting schools at his house. He's got he's got fighting bulls. Do you guys ever buck bulls like uh 
with riders on them and then do yeah. any cowboy yeah, protection for well so we used to we used to do you know the full bull riding and bullfighting schools and then it all transitioned to just bullfighting but the last the month of may that we did four camp bull schools we uh we bucked actually bucked live cattle had jackpots uh every wednesday of every camp and it got pretty wild dang how many bulls do you think you bucked on average each each wednesday 25 or 30 no kidding yep is that guys getting on two head or is that 25 guys uh like one weekend i think we had like 12 guys show up one week was probably eight or ten another week was probably seven who were who brought the bulls uh chad raymer uh luke casey morris he which he rides bulls he's really really talented at riding yeah he's young isn't he like 15 16 17 maybe yeah dang he's got his own little string of practice bulls which are just awesome they're all just good to get on for the kids but also mean so yeah uh you know still let the students make faves or whatever kids made some good rides chad raymer brought his high school high school bulls it's just great man after a a month of uh bull schools um what's who's the one standout that you think is is gonna sure enough be going to them Man, there were, there was multiple multiple kids that showed up that I thought was uh, really talented. Clay Moore was a kid that showed up out of uh, New Mexico that uh, has been to been to some bullfights and different things. Was kind of gotten fed to the wolves, you know. And yeah. He came in and was really talented. Had a lot of a lot of good stuff about him, and we just we fine tuned the things that he had going, fixed some of the negative problems that he had rolling in his head, and. Uh, he's actually went to a couple bullfights since then and done really well. But probably one of the kids I was most uh, most impressed with would have been Josh Moore, which is from, pretty sure he's from Nebraska. Uh, kid had never been around rodeo, never been around cattle, had never, uh, this is his first, he didn't even have a vest or anything. Like we, we got him hooked up with, he had cleats and shorts. We hooked him up with a vest and, he actually uh, probably excelled more than any any student in all four camps, just on account that he didn't have no bad habits and he, so, was, he was easy to teach right the first time. How many kids in each camp? Uh, five, five, five kids per camp. So twenty kids. What percentage of those finished each school, bull school? We had everybody finish, other than I think two guys. Dang. One kid, one kid blowed his knee out, or I don't know if he blew his knee out, but he dang sure tore a ligament in his knee. Yeah. And then another kid uh, left after day one. Um, two out of twenty, not bad. So we've it's been the last podcast we were on. We talked about like how to get started rodeo and how to get started ranching. So one thing we haven't talked about. Usually we're talking about bears, bronx, or bulls, but specifically bullfighting. For those of you listening, Cody Webster, um, eight times to the NFR or nine? Uh, seven, seven trips for the NFR. And how many for the PBR World Finals? Six. Six. So he puts on bull schools, as he calls them, and they go, they're put on at his house, and uh, he'll teach you how to fight bulls, um, whether you're a beginner or going down the road. 
Um, and how do you feel just because, you know, it always seems to come up in conversation as far as um, guys that are wanting to learn who are trying to separate freestyle from cowboy protection? What do you tell uh, your students? You, you show up to a bull school and, and you're going to learn bullfighting. And that's everything included. Freestyle, cowboy protection, uh, the occasional wild mean cow in the pasture, uh, maybe one breaks out in the middle of the street. I don't know. Just wherever there's something to be fought, uh, you're going to be ready to fight. Yep. Because you, no, you think... No separating it here. It's, it's all... It's just all bullfighting and it's all... It all plays in together, you know. I mean, when you're protecting cowboys, uh, you've got to be able to save yourself. And if you can't save yourself, you sure can't save a guy. So, so hand in hand. Talking about talking about you and your schedule, uh, looks like so you've been able to go to some PBRs. PBR's been putting on a bunch of bull ridings. They they kind of started their schedule back for this spring, didn't they? Well, I actually actually just got in uh, about one this morning uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, we've been in Vegas for the full month of June uh, for four weekends. For three weekends before that in May, we were uh, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, at the Lazy Arena. So they packed up, loaded up, went to Las Vegas to the South Point and built an arena inside the arena in the South Point uh, Equestrian Center. And it was probably one of the craziest arenas I've ever been in. Like this thing was tight, it was small, and then there was it was completely blacked out with curtains all the way from the floor up to the ceiling, all the way around it. And it, it really gave off like the, like if you're at a, a crazy hip-hop bar or something i don't know like there's just crazy lights loud dance music uh and bucking bulls and they went in there with a team concept or a team like a team deal of of bull riding to where there's different like south point had their own team uh pendleton whiskey had their own team you know big cat everything else different teams and then they came in there and put on this this bracket style bull riding which is now going to lead into the the championship games is what they call it uh going into sioux falls south dakota next weekend so i got home at one o'clock this morning and we've been packing and getting everything ready today uh and we're leaving for cody wyoming uh just as soon as as soon as i get off the phone here with you guys and then we will uh go to cody for the first through the fourth Cody Wyoming, Cody Stampede, and then we'll hang out there for a couple days, uh, go over to Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the team challenge uh, championships, and then we'll come back home for two more weeks. So when you say you're in Vegas all month, you mean like for 30 days you're in Vegas or just on the weekends? Uh, there was some people that stayed the entire month. I, I flew back and forth coming home just because the ranch is so busy and uh, we've We've actually got fighting bulls going to Stanford, Texas this weekend. And then we've got a couple more events to send bulls to next month. So I've been getting all my health papers and everything ready for them. And uh, everything lined out. And that's kind of where we're at. But I, I flew back and forth. Gotcha. So um, you had some 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 rodeos that canceled, and, and it allowed you to go to more bull ridings, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so like – uh, Cleburne, Texas was one of my, was kind of like my first rodeo back, uh, 
generally every year leaving Houston. I go from Rodeo Houston, go to San Antonio, then Rodeo Houston for all winter. And then uh, I usually go and hit quite a few PBRs uh, throughout between between the end of March and then the middle of June. Uh, so I ended up going, just getting getting to go to more bull ridings on account of Cleveland canceling. Uh, the Reno Rodeo canceled. So that opened up my entire June, which then the PBR picked them deals up. And shoot, we've we've been rocking and rolling. Which one do you I'm like? I'm excited to be back on the rodeo trail. I'm ready to, I'm ready to be be back in Cody, Wyoming with the rodeo. Which one did you like more, Guthrie or Vegas? Uh, I kind of liked Guthrie just on account there's a 45 minute drive, but as far as the feel, uh, just the atmosphere of things, not being able to have a crowd, not have that energy, uh, getting to be in kind of a nightclub uh, type scenario set up, loud music, lots of lighting, uh, you know, it, it made for a, a better better bull riding with more energy, I feel. So did they just kind of cut the money one a little bit? I guess they, they probably had to a little bit. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of took a little bit of a, of a bump uh, down just on account that, you know, we, we can't have fans. We can't be selling selling tickets right now, but it was made just for TV, and, and we still got to, to entertain our fans through CBS Sports. And, uh, you know, it's just good to be able to get to be doing something during such a crazy time. Right. Even if it is for less money. But at the end of the day, uh, like I said, just it just makes me really thankful for what, what is going on right now. You got a bunch of side hustles. Though. I mean, obviously the bull school uh, was keeping you busy every weekend, but you got cows and you're sending fighting bulls elsewhere. You got you got a rent house yeah, we, or something. We've got a lot of, lot of side hustles. I mean, like, like you just named, we've got the bull schools. We've got the fighting bulls. Uh, Ashley's got real estate going on. My wife, she's got uh, a, a safety job uh, in the midst of all that as well. So, and then, like I said, here at the ranch, I mean, there's there's lots and lots of cows and fighting bulls and fighting cows and everything else to be tending to. So, we're uh, we're staying busy around the clock. Yeah, I was we because we've been talking a lot about and we we usually talk about it for just a minute, at least a couple minutes in every podcast because we always get and I'm sure you get it too. Uh, inquiries about people wanting to get started ranching or rodeoing and you know one of the things we go to is that you got to be you got to wrap your mind around at some point at least while you're getting started like you're not going to have a bunch of money or at least you're not going to make a bunch of money doing either one ranching or rodeoing but if you're smart with your money on your way and you you know you treat it like a business kind of like you have you can get to a point where you, after you've been doing it for a decade or more, where you can start to put some stuff together here and there. Well, that's just it. I mean, like you can, you can be crazy uh, with your money, and and if you get a hit a good lick, you can, you can go blow it just as easy as you can to try to set that money up to do something for you. And I know in this rodeo industry, uh, especially in bullfighting, it's such a short-lived career. I mean, a guy's got to take advantage. He's got to be smart. He's got to really every chance he gets set himself up to, to try to win uh, right and there's been some guys that's been very successful at it and then as you see there's a lot of guys that aren't as successful at it but it all it all comes back to to me i think is just wanting to show up to really do a good job and and let the money and everything else kind of take care of itself i mean it, you've got to have the passion you got to have the drive and you got to have the love for the sport 
And if you've got all that and you're good, uh, chances is that you're going to have a good run at things. Everybody you see getting on bulls right now, they got kind of a new hunger or like a new appreciation, I guess, for the sport feels like. Did you, do you feel that? Man, I definitely, definitely see a, a change in the, not just in the bull riders, but I would say the Western industry. I mean, you've got multiple time NFR calf ropers, NFR bone crowders, NFR bull riders having to go back to the Texas UPRA rodeos, the open rodeo level, the amateur rodeo level to, so to say, just trying to go make a dollar, just trying to stay sharp at the craft. I mean, when you've got somebody that's, that goes from the bright lights of Las Vegas back to the the amateur rodeo in in Duran, Oklahoma, uh, I think it's humbling. And I think I've seen a lot of change and a lot, a lot of people that, and I'm guilty myself taking things for granted, you know? Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting, and we we normally don't talk about it, but when you get to a rodeo, right now June coming up on the Fourth of July run in 2020, there's a it's a it's a good thing I guess. There's a new appreciation, fans, contestants, committees, everybody's like super pumped. It just kind of reminded us what it's like to be in a free country, I guess, and then able to do what we get to do, but. Anyway. I mean, that's just it, dude. It nails it on the head. Like I said, I got in at 1 o'clock this morning, been running crazy since since I woke up, and, you know, we're, we're still not left out of my driveway. But, man, that, that thought's still right there on my right shoulder just going, dude, we're getting to get in this truck, and we're getting to go rodeo again. Like, yeah, that's, that's something that's so special to me that we haven't been able to do. And to be honest, I, I, I don't know when it's going to get to go back to normal. So, yeah. I'm i'm taking this one full steam and i'm just excited to to be back on the road cool man well uh when are you are you going to be back at your house in july uh yeah so we'll go we'll go to cody this week uh for the fourth uh go to sioux falls next weekend and then we'll come home for two weeks and just kind of be ranching uh throughout them two weeks of july and then we'll we'll roll back out and go to sydney iowa for a five-day pro rodeo and then we will shoot over to Sykestown, Sykeston, Missouri and uh, probably meet up meet up with you there and, and get to rodeo for another weekend and then after that I really don't know what's next in store. Cool. Well, I'll uh, I'll holler at you them two weeks in July. Maybe we'll come up there or, or something and if you end up, are you going to have a bull school or are you just going to be at the house? Man, we'll just be at the house ranching. There's, yeah. there's still... Uh, three or four sets of cows that we've got to get caught and work all the babies and, and warm all the cows. So there's there's some ranch work we've got to get caught up on. Sweet. Well, give me a but shout whenever you get. Enough, you just come on up. Yeah, man. Just stay in touch and give me a shout when you're going to do some cow work and me and Donnie will come up there and help you and make a rodeo time or something. Sounds good, brother. I ain't doing no hard work for free. I'll do the easy stuff for free. Or fun. I'll, fun or easy. That's what I'll do for free. But I'm going to bring somebody to do the hard work for free. Well, we might we might, uh, we might, might just have to leave you sitting in the pickup there. I can honk. I'll honk, the, I'll, I'll honk everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can call them up. <laughs> if you volunteered, I'll just call them up. You ain't no cowboy. <laughs> Straight up. All right, man. Well, y'all drive safe, and we'll talk at you here in a couple of weeks. All right, man. Y'all be good. Okay. Later. Later. Cody Webster. Like he said, seven-time NFR 
rodeo cowboy. I don't know. Like, he's like – you want to talk about, like, appreciation for the sport. Like, he is very grateful for every rodeo he gets to step into the arena of. Um, got started at a real young age. Like, I want to say, like, 12 or 13 was fighting bulls. Anyway, so – just rodeoing he's headed out on his fourth run and you're gonna be here in the warehouse donnie yeah <laughs> so are you <laughs> i'm gonna go over to stanford oh yeah yeah they got enough added uh, i'm not gonna go enter no oh. i ain't got enough added to enter oh. yeah oh. i may go over there and hang out that's this weekend fourth yeah fourth of july coming up i guess that is this weekend Mm -hmm. dang yep anyway i'm gonna be down in huntsville area for a day seeing some buddies and picking some stuff up so i may buffalo is usually a fourth of july rodeo that's a good one that's a good one i'm gonna try i'm trying to get a hold of some guys i'm gonna pick up that uh bucking horse on wednesday this wednesday yeah oh yeah if he'll answer the phone which one? A uh, horse from Cullen, Pickett. No. You didn't get to see him. He brought him to Graham, and he's been talking about maybe selling him to me, but I don't know. What's he like? Just a nut? Yeah. <laughs> he's like somewhere. I don't know what that means, but. A nut hopper. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a duck spinner yeah, for yeah. a bull. Horses are nut hoppers. Bulls are duck spinners. What do you call 511? is like a dink, huh? Five eleven somewhere between a duck and a dink, yeah. Okay. What's what would you call brisket? Is he a dink? Nah. You don't really call horses dinks. Oh, okay. Like, I'm just learning. I'm because like a dink, a dink is like a derogatory term. Drink, yeah. Dink is like not bad. good. Five yeah. eleven's not a dink yeah. because he, I don't know. Some people may consider a dink to be really weak. Uh-huh. I would consider brisket and 511, they're on that same level. Those uh-huh. are like perfect high school horses or bulls. Uh-huh. But if I was going to go buy a high school horse or a bull, I, would, I wouldn't I would call it a dink. Like I want I want a, a hopper because they both do the deal. Yeah. Like 511 turns back. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between 511 and Rickle. Rickle is a dink. Okay. Rickle is a dink. Um, 511 is like a high school bull. I would say New Mexico bad boy on his good days, like when JB got on him, is uh, that would be like a duck. Yeah. Duck spinner. Um, 511's current trip is a little more hoggy. A little more, he's a little more honky. Yeah. Um, lumbersome. So I would put, I don't, we don't have a bucking horse. Primetime a.k.a. Bueno, God rest his soul, had turned into, was turning into a dink. Um, Brisket, a.k.a. Dreamer, he's he's more of a hopper just because of, he's got a little bit of timing for three jumps. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, depending on who you're talked to, Baptist, a.k.a. Hang em High, he would be a hopper as well. So. But he a, can have a rank, he can get rank. Yeah, and that horse, I've seen him, he, like, he the way he leaves the buck and shoots sometimes, he just rotates off his back feet and then goes. Like, he, I don't know, he, he's got a little bit to him. Jacobs had been on him in his heyday. Mm-hmm. And he admitted, like, and, and he had said, like, that's a hopper. Then he got on him recently. 
he's gotten older and stronger because he, he's not traveling as much and he's getting fed good. So Jacob's got on him again recently. Um, and so Jacob's admitted that he's stronger now. Like he feels different. Yeah. Because I've had some guys try to get on him in a bareback in a bareback rig and then it don't work out so well. Yeah. He's a little more honky than hoppy. Yeah. So anyway, that's why we're we're, we're going to wait a little bit more. I'd like a third horse to be put somewhere in between brisket and Baptist. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> would you I'd get launched on Dreamer or on Hang 'em High? I think. Yeah. This horse that I think you would really like, this one that I'm talking about getting. Um, so, because we've got an opportunity coming up where we're going to be doing some filming and where, where we could potentially be doing some filming and we need to buck a lot of stock. Like, I might need another bull, too. But we want J- they want JB to be to make an appearance mm-hmm. so i might just have him bring the bulls and that could be one he posted it down on instagram is a bull he's got it looks like a, like a down horn kind of like i don't know he's brown yeah he looked uh, like he what did he call that rascal like d10 I don't yeah know. d10 yeah he bought that one at a sale that, that bull bucked a little bit <laughs> yeah well if we bucked that one for the show that wouldn't Somebody like Nick's not going to get on oh, that one. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not with two broken arms. No offense to Nick. Oh, yeah. No offense, Nick. But Nick came here with a left broken arm, so he switched to his right hand. He got on three or four with his right hand, and then he broke his right arm. <laughs> so he's literally got two broken arms right now. Um, but, yeah, so what I'm thinking is, like, we would call guys. Like, I'd have, like, Tristan, um, McCabe. Right. Oh, yeah. Those two or three guys that came with McCabe, I'd call four to six, seven guys, have JB bring some bulls plus my bulls, and then we'd just have a buck out. Yeah. Like when, when that deal starts, like there'll be like random days where we just have buck outs mm-hmm. like all evening until it gets dark. So I'm going to need some – I need another horse though because there's not a lot of people that can just bring horses that fit. Yeah. Bulls are easier because – There's probably a lot more of them. There's a lot more bulls, and uh, I just know guys that are willing to drive with bulls. But horses, like, I guess I could holler at Mitch, Terrell. I bet they could bring – I bet Tyler and Trevor could bring us some bulls. Anyway. We'll see. Yeah, we will. But first we got to go to Alabama. 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 Next Monday. What time do you get back Sunday? get back i don't know decently early i guess well like i don't know if i leave there at eight get back here like four i don't know dang what time you want to leave well i want to get like halfway there okay okay (laughs) (laughs) that's what donnie sounds like whenever he's not excited about something no i'm excited to go It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be good. You just got to drive the first leg, maybe. I will. I'll drive the whole leg if we're splitting it up. If we end up stopping somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for watching this episode of Rodeo Time 31, I believe, where we got to talk to Webb, talk about rodeoing, and being on to the next one. We're right upon the 4th of July Cowboy Christmas run. Not nearly as long a run as it is every year, but... 
we're just glad to have one. So if you're in Stanford, hopefully we get to see you. And if we don't, catch up the next one, old son. Pow, pow. Oh, yeah, you got any life advice while I'm turning this off? I already used my life advice this morning on another podcast. Hey, you know what else is this weekend? What? Yeah, your birthday. Yeah, That's you why you're going to get shafted when you get back. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I got you that ranch water. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't give me nothing. Yeah, I handed it to you. <laughs> I let you use my address. Hey, I got you a trip over to Alabama where this you get to true. meet Hannah Barron. This is true. Yes, her dad's going to be there, and he's probably going to beat you up if you ask her for a number, but I'm going <laughs> to at least make the introduction. <laughs> Look at him. He's on Instagram. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. I can't wait to get bit. <laughs> That's what she says, but get bit by those catfish. Pow, pow. On to the next one. Catfish, pow, pow.